Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanks St. Samson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. out homeless um, man outside a church being ignored. He had a sort of furry Afghan coat. Um, It smelt. He was asking the people going into the church for, for money and some ignored him and some were downright rude as they passed into church. A few had shared good words with them, with him, but then they went into church. One or two invited him in, but they invited him into the back of the church, where he remained uh, listening intently. The superintendent, I call him that, the head of man in the church in the region was there and he got up to speak and he said I'd like to introduce you to your your new minister and up from the back walked this homeless man with a smelly coat took off the coat moved to the pulpit and preached powerfully. He said, I wanted you to come and listen to me with no expectations. The other illustration is a a very uh, packed um, service where there was It was a very successful crusade. There was no spare seats. There was a little man at the door and two young people came to the church. They saw how busy it was and they went off, going down the road. The little man, the steward on the the door, ran after those two and says please don't go away if you'll come with me and wait in the porch I will I will find you some chairs they thought about it and decided to go back and certainly one of them gave his heart to the Lord in that service he was Billy Graham and that's a true story But after communion, the word that the Lord has told me to share with with you is that the Lord says to each of you and to me individually this morning, I chased after you. That's how much I loved you. I love you. I chased after you and brought you back. 
Now that's words of the Lord to each of our hearts this morning. That's how much he loved you and loves you and will love you. And that is something for each of us to take to our heart. But there is one further thing that the Lord would say. And I think it's in relation to a young person. That somebody here is being called at some stage in the future to chase after a young person, to to welcome them in to the church, either here or where you are. And one of these days, that young person is going to play an amazing part in God's plan. You are listening to a free download from Delancey Elam Church. Okay, Matthew 6, verse 9. I want to talk about honour, the power of honour this morning. Uh, I think it's such an incredible truth, the power of honour. I don't know about you, but I kind of... I kind of... I love that, and this is a bit of, I suppose, a sad confession, but I, but I love Jane Austen. I only love the kind of Jane... I, Jane I, I'm not really into chick flicks, but I do love Jane Austen. And I kind of think the reason why I like kind of Jane Austen is, is, is the kind of honour there. Have you seen the honour? You know, the, the honour they kind of have. You know, like they say that, you know, where they, they say to the father, could I possibly escort your daughter around the garden without any chaperone? I kind of like it, having three daughters. I kind of like that idea of honour. Uh, but there's this incredible sense of honour that takes place there. And, you know, they really have the honour for each other and that kind of respect. Uh, and also, you, 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 I kind of, I hate it when the, when the good guy is no different to the bad guy. You know, I, my hero, I like the, the guy, the good guy to be, to be honourable, to be full of honour. And, you know, I only love that, you know, the, the, the John Connor Wayne, the John Wayne kind of hero sort of thing. And truth is, often a lot of the things we see today, the, the hero or the, the good guy is no different from the bad guy. It's exactly the same. Uh, but I love this sense of honour. And, and when that kind of manifests, when that comes out, there's something special about that. And so I want to talk this morning about the power of honour. How many would think that honour has been lost in our society? How many kind of feel that? You know, the other thing about Jen Austen is that we are now going to make a deal. Let's shake hands on it. You know, how many would realise today you don't do a deal shaking hands? You know, you, you have legal contracts. Because in those days, when they shook a hand on it, there was honour behind it. When honour is removed from a society, it creates some of the issues that we have today. Much of the problems we have in our society is because we have lost the ability to honour. Is that right? I'm going to read... Let me just show you this. Let me read Matthew 6, because it's the Lord's Prayer... And it shows you how far we've gone in dishonour. How many saw, I think it was the last day or so, how the advertising agency are not going to allow the Church of England to show an advertisement with just the Lord's Prayer on because they think it might offend people. Now, you think of some of the adverts you see. What do you think most of the religious people different religions, they are more offended by some of the stuff they see advertised than they would be about the Lord's Prayer. Can you imagine they've banned the Lord's Prayer 
There's going to be an advert because they think it's going to offend. The issue is honour. We've lost the ability to honour. And because of that, a lot of the yields that we see in society is beginning to sort of go. But anyway, look at this in Matthew 6. It's a well-known passage there. And so we want to talk about this, the power of honour. Matthew 6, verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, the word hallowed there actually means honour. That's what it means. It means honour. So when we do the Lord's Prayer, we're actually saying, honour your name. May your name be honoured. And there's the interesting thing, almost this sense that when we honour God, all the rest of that prayer fits together. When we don't honour God, the rest of the prayer actually is kind of void. In other words, we pray from a position of a son that's seeking to honour the Father. And when we pray from a position that desires to honour the Father, we begin to see the the rest of the result of that prayer. Now, the word honour means to value. It means to esteem. It means to show precious. It means to have a sense of worthiness. How many love this sense of honour? Because you honour something by placing value upon it. Now, you think about it. The things that you treat as precious are things that you, you honour. For example, when I had my, uh, my uh, what's, what was it, the, uh, uh, the, oh yeah, the Cambodia. My Cambodia, remember my Cambodia Rolex watch? <laughs> I honoured that watch, I, I valued that watch, you know. The batteries went, but never mind, I kind of liked it. Uh, but, you know, for example, my wedding ring. I kind of honour that kind of wedding ring in the sense that, so when I, I do take I don't like to sleep on it, so I take it off at night, but I always make sure I know where it is. You know, I, I kind of honour that ring, I, I don't want to lose it, so I always make sure I know what it kind of is. And it's the same, if you've got a, a very expensive piece of jewellery, you, you kind of honour it, you, you, you value it. Compared to something, you know, if you bought a piece of jewellery from New Look, no disrespect to New Look, you're not going to treat it with the same value or honour that you are a very expensive piece of jewellery, is that right? And so this word honour means that you treat something with, with value, with respect, because you have a value upon it. The word dishonour actually means where you begin to dis, basically dishonour, where you begin to dis- depreciate the, the value of something. And if you don't value something, it begins to depreciate in your own mind, in your own value system. So the power of honour... The Bible says we're to honour our parents. How many realise that that's the only commandment that has a promise attached to it? Honour your parents so that you may have long life. Remember that promise? So actually, there is a promise connected to a commandment, to honour your parents. We're told to to honour wives. We're told to honour marriage. We're told to honour prophets. We're told to honour leaders. We're told to honour one another and when you honour people you're giving them value, esteem you're making them feel champions and so how many realise that we want to value we want to esteem God we want to value and esteem our saviour Jesus, is that right? and so our lives, the the focus of our lives is living a life that seeks to honour God
Why do we honour him? Because we value him. Because we esteem him. We hold him in high regard. And as we honour him, he begins to honour us. Have you thought about this amazing truth that Jesus has incredible value on you? He sees your value. He sees your worth. That's why he died for you. Amen. Look at Malachi chapter 1. I kind of like Malachi. It's kind of easy to find because it's the last book in the Bible. So that kind of, last book in the Old Testament. So it kind of makes it a lot easier to find. But look at Malachi here. Malachi 1 verse 6. Here is the word of the Lord to these people. To the children of Israel. It says, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If I then, if I then am the father, where is my honor? If I then am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts? God's saying to the children of Israel, where is my honour? You say you honour me, but where is it? Just give you a picture of the book of Malachi. What was happening was they, they were using offerings that were deformed. They'd taken you know, you know, take an offering, you know, a one-eyed sheep or you know, a sheep with a broken leg or something. So they'd find a, a, an offering that was really of no value to them. And they would give the offering. So, well, we've given the offering anyway. And God says, by giving me offerings that are really devalued, offerings that you don't want anyway, actually dishonours me. You're dishonouring me by the, by the offering that you, that you give to me. Remember, the, I think it's a story, I think it's General Boo that tells a story of his children were there playing in the bath. And you can tell the spiritual children because they're playing with the, with the ark, Noah's ark, you know. <laughs> And he said there was one occasion where they wanted to sacrifice one of the animals. So they said, we'll use this particular one because we don't want this anyway. And he says when he heard them say that, he said he almost heard the the cry of Christianity. Give God that because we don't want it anyway. And often what God was saying, that when you give me something that's half-hearted, something that almost, when you give me your leftovers... When it's half-hearted, when there's no kind of sacrifice connected to it, no sense of value, then he says, you actually dishonour me by that. So how many say we want to honour him? So we want to give him our best. We want to give him passion. We want to give him the fullness of our heart because that's how we express honour to him. Is that right? It's interesting that the Hebrew word for for honour actually is the word kabod. And it's the same word that's connected to glory. The same word we have for glory is the same Hebrew word for, for, for honour. And I believe there's a connection between honour and glory. The more we begin to honour his presence, the more we're, we're passionate in, in our love and our adoration for him, so the more that we honour him, the more of his presence, the more of his glory will be revealed. Isn't it interesting? The Bible says that when Jesus went to Nazareth, he could do no great works there because the people did not honour him. They didn't value him. They said, isn't this the son of Joseph? Isn't this the the, the carpenter's son? And they began to dishonour him. And because they didn't honour him or value him, he could do no great works there. And it's almost the sense, as we value, as we appreciate, as we honour the presence of God, So God will begin to do mighty things among us. In fact, the word dishonour means to treat 
as common. Not to treat as special. Not to treat as value. When you dishonor something, you treat it as common. It was when the children of Israel, when David wanted the Ark of the Covenant, remember that brought back into Jerusalem? Remember that story? As they were bringing back the Ark, and they, they disobeyed the Lord by putting that Ark on a cart, where they should have carried it on their shoulders, but they put it on an Ark. They put it on, on, a, on a cart, which shows they wanted to, to carry it in, mo, in men's ways, in men's ideas, through men's programs. And as, the, as they hit a bump in the road, and as, the, as the, the Ark of the Covenant began to kind of move, the Bible says Uzziah put his hand on the Ark. And remember that story? And the Bible said he was struck dead. Remember that? Why? Because he didn't value the presence of God. He dishonored it by treating it as common, as not special, as not unique, as not wonderful. And I think that we... So much this sense, the more we reverence God, the more we see of his presence. The more we treat him as valuable and as special and we live and, and live our lives with that kind of sense, the more that we will see of his presence. I think we want to see a greater move of his spirit. We need to reverence him. To learn to honour him. Without that, we will be limited of what we see the Spirit of God moving. This sense that we reverence God, that we honour him, that we value him, that we esteem him. And out of that, his presence begins to flow. Can you say amen? That's why I think praise and thanksgiving is important. Because when you praise God, when you thank him, what you're doing, you are valuing him. You are esteeming him. What you honour, you praise. Is that right? If, if you honour something, you're going to praise it. You're going to have your value is shown to me is the fact that you praise it, you esteem it, and the way we value God is that we praise Him, we thank Him, we have gratitude towards Him to show how how much how valuable He is to us. You know what the Bible says: you don't cast pearls before swine. You, know, you, could have this, you could have this amazing necklace of pearls worth thousands and thousands of pounds and you cast it before pigs. You know what they're going to want? They're going to, uh, you know, I'd rather have some mud. You know what I mean? What do, you know, no, they, they, they don't see any, they don't esteem pearls because they don't see they're, they're valuable. They don't see any value to it. So they kind of tramp it underfoot, if you like. You give your wife... A beautiful necklace of pearls. I think you'll be very appreciated. Is that right? <laughs> and really what it's about today is that, that we, we value the presence of God. We, we, we value his worth. One of the things that I kind of praise, God, show me the things that you value. Help me to see things through your eyes. Help me to value what you value. Help me to esteem what you esteem. Help me to devalue what you devalue. Help me to, to, to see the things and value what you value. Help me to see what your priorities are that you really value from your heart. To see things, to see life, to see things that you value and to appreciate and value what you value. God values 
His priorities. That's why he values us telling people about him. He values worship. He values praise. He values the things of his word. And so we begin to, to out of our honour of him, we begin to put in priority the things that are priority to him. The things that he esteems. The things that he values. The things that he thinks are important. We begin to be captivated by his priorities. His priorities become our priorities. His values become our values. Why? Because we want to honour him. We turn me to Revelation 5 verse 12. Because how do we kind of cultivate honour. How do we kind of cultivate it? And I'm going to read a lot of scriptures, so stay with me, but Revelation 5.12 says, Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power, riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. Here's the point. How do you give a power to God who has all power? How do you give riches to a God who has all riches? How do you give honour to God who has all honour? Is that right? And here's the incredible thing. Is that in a sense, we can add honour to all that he has already. And I think there's a few ways that we can cultivate that ability to honour God. Here's the first way we can cultivate that honour. The fear of the Lord. Proverbs 15, verse 33. that's something we don't hear very much about. But if we're to cultivate honour in our hearts, honour can only really begin in us through the fear of God, through the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 15, verse 33. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honour there is humility. In other words, The fear of the Lord produces humility and humility is the basis of honour. As long as we kind of live... Let me say something a little bit about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord does not mean you're afraid of God. Amen? It means you have a respect for God. You have a reverence for God. It means that you... It means that you... Treat him with a sense of respect, in a sense. And, I, and, and that fear of the Lord actually begins with, with this sense of humility. There's a, there's a sense of wonder. You, there's that wow factor, you know what I mean? Wow, God, you're amazing, you're awesome. And it's this sense of wow as you look at God. And that sense of wow, that sense of awe, which I think often we can so easily lose that sense of awe and wonder of God, his amazement, his majest- majesticness and his glory and awesomeness. There's that, ow, that wow kind of factor. You're wowed by God. You see his awesomeness, you see his power, and, and you have a reverence towards him. You have a respect towards him. And the Bible says that it's that humility that, that actually is the beginning that creates that sort of important issue of fear. The fear of the Lord that begins in the heart. Fear of the Lord is important. You think about it. It was Joseph. Because he had a respect and fear of God, he kind of ran away from kind of the desperate housewife. Remember that story? I think of Daniel. 
Out of his respect and fear for God, when they told him he could not pray, he still prayed and sought the Lord. And, and you'll find throughout the Bible there was this sense that, that many of the men that God blessed and worked through was because they had an honour. They had a kind of fear of the Lord that kept them from so many things because they feared and respected God. Amen? The Bible says about David, he had a chance to kill Saul. Saul wanted to kill him. And he had a chance where he could have killed him. But he says this, he says, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. Why? Because he had the respect and the fear of God. And you'll see that time and time again. And it's that fear of the Lord. That's what's going to cause you to honour your parents. That's what's going to cause you to honour people, honour all kinds of things in life. Because out of that fear of the Lord, you begin to honour and respect the things that he respects. Look at Acts 5.11. There's that story of Ananias and Sapphira where they were struck down. But look at the result of, of this. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things in verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And there were one accord in Solomon's place. Almost signs, wonders, miracles broke out as they began to increase, as they began to allow the fear of the Lord in a healthy way begin to work in their lives. You see, really, this fear of the Lord leads to this sense of of living a kind of a righteous life in a practical way. That, that because of the, of, of the honour and the respect for God, you do right things. Obedience is a result, really, of a sense of awe and wonder of God. Because you respect him, because you honour him, that's what causes obedience to come, true obedience. If obedience is done just out of consequences... It's not the level of obedience God wants. We, we obey him because we reverence him, we honour him, we love him. And out of that is birth an obedient heart. And that's the, the highest level of obedience. And that's the kind of obedience that God begins to work and move through. Because we say, Lord, we love you, we respect you, we stand in awe of you. We, we, we love your commandments, we love your word, we know that what you have with, is, is what, what's best for us. And out of that, I obey what you tell me to do. Amen. That kind of righteous living that kind of flows out of that. Okay, the next one. I want to do two chronicles because the next thing that I think the next kind of... So the fear of the Lord begins to kind of cause this reverence which produces this obedience. The next thing that kind of helps us develop honour, how many realise it's Wisdom. 2 Chronicles, chapter 1. 2 Chronicles, chapter 1. That was an awkward, that's all, that's all, you know. 2 Chronicles, anyway, 2 Chronicles, chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give you riches and wealth and honour, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any have after you. You have the like. 
So here's this story of Solomon, if you remember. God said to him, what do you want? And what he asked for actually was, was, a, was a listening heart, or, and it's interpreted as wisdom. And God says, because you've asked for wisdom, then I'm going to give you honor. Really, God couldn't trust him with honor unless he first had wisdom. And I think honor grows and develops through wisdom. Wisdom will always lead you into God's best. Wisdom teaches you how to have relationships. It teaches you on money matters. It helps us make the right decisions. The Bible says, get wisdom because wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom, if you like, is the right use of knowledge. Wisdom begins, and the Bible says, wisdom is more important than silver and gold. Because there's the point. If you haven't got any wisdom, you're not likely to keep the silver or gold. Is that right? And so, wisdom is more important. The Bible says, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. In all your stuff, get wisdom. Get understanding. Out of wisdom... Honour begins to flow at the heart. The next thing is loyalty. Wisdom is in the heart and loyalty actually causes honour to grow. I think loyalty is recorded to keep relationships together. If you are disloyal, then you'll never really have relationships that will last. Honour grows to the through the quality of loyalty. God honours loyalty. He values loyalty. You think about it. He values loyalty because he is loyal to us. He says, I will never leave you, nor will I ever, what, forsake you. How many think that's a kind of missing ingredient again in our society? The ability to be loyal. And do you know, mercy really is connected to to loyalty. You're never really going to have loyalty unless mercy is in your heart. I'll tell you why that is. Because people you get loyal to are sometimes going to let you down and fail you. Is that right? Unless mercy is connected to that, you'll never really develop loyalty in your heart. Because for loyalty to fully be expressed, there always has to be mercy connected to it. And I think God places incredible quality on loyalty. Being loyal to people being loyal to God. And that means you stand on his word, come what may. You keep praising him. You're keeping that sense of love. You be the best that you can for God because you are loyal to him. And loyalty actually causes honor to grow in you. When you act in a disloyal way, you dishonor God. When you act in a loyal way, you honour God. Is that right? And you'll find time and time again that loyalty is such a vital quality. Very quickly, moving on. Next thing is intimacy. We develop honour by having intimacy with God. You think about it. Particularly when we come to this time of year. How do you know how to get the right gifts? I was thinking about this. You think of the Queen... You think about the Queen. How on earth does someone buy a gift for the Queen who's got everything? Is that right? But the amazing thing is, her sons know exactly what she likes. And often when you're in a place of intimacy, when you really know someone really well, you're able to give them a gift they really like. Because you know the person. Is that right? Now, I kind of, over the years, I've never got, always got it right for Angie, I think it's true to say. 
I remember buying the same jumper once. Double, I remember buying one jumper, exactly the same jumper the following year. So I don't always get it right. But there's a kind of sense, I kind of, kind of know a little bit now the things that she likes. Now actually, the first time we ever went out, the first gift she ever bought me was a diary. Which somebody gave her. Emily say that didn't sort of exactly do me much good. But the point was that she's got to know me. She knows the gifts that I kind of like. And here's the point. The closer we get to God, the more that we begin to know what pleases him, what he delights in. And I think that's so important that we begin to, to know what, what he really enjoys, what he really likes. So I say what God really loves, what God really enjoys, what he delights in, what really, really he, he honours, and the way we honour him is hunger for him. If you, if you were to go to a, to, to a chef, okay, or a cook, and they produce this amazing meal before you, and you sort of said, I don't want it, and you pushed it away. Number one, <laughs> we're not quite sure you're, you're going to get out of that restaurant alive, but there's the point is that as you begin to, as you don't eat what they present before you, you are dishonouring the cook. Is that right? You are dishonouring that chef. They love it when you enjoy their food. And that's the same with God. He said, I've set before you a banqueting table. And as I begin to appreciate, as I'm hungry for what he has for me, then I honour him. I honour him by being hungry for more of him. If I'm satisfied with what I have, then I'm actually dishonouring him. Alexander the Great once, his generals were there, and he, he said to people, he said to a few people who had really worked and done stuff, he says, you can have whatever you like. And one man said to him, I want a, I want a third of your kingdom. And so somebody was about to cut the guy's head off. Uh, they felt insulted him. He says, he's not insulted me. He's honoured me because he believed I could actually give it to him. And we honour God by believing he's got so much more for us than what we have. We dishonour him when we don't want any more. When we're satisfied with what we have. We honour God by saying, God, I thank you. You're so amazing. You're so awesome. You're so great. There is so much more than I have right now. And I'm hungry, for more, I'm hungry for more of you. I'm hungry for more of your presence. I'm hungry for, for more of, of, of the abilities of the things you want to do in my life. I'm hungry for more and more of you. And out of hunger comes a sense of honour. Remember I said that humility is connected to honour. Why is that important? Because when you're in a place of humility, you're saying, God, I need you so much. Jesus, I need you. And you, you're recognising your total need of him. You're saying, Lord, I need you so much more. Because that's why the Bible warns us against what? Pride. What is pride? Pride, in its very essence, is thinking you've got all that you need. You don't need any more. You've got it all together. You've got everything together. You don't need any more. Humility says, God, I need more and more of you. And that's why humility actually brings honour to God. Because you're showing him how much more you need of him. How do you think that's important? And the real hunger of your heart says, Jesus, I want to be more and more like you. 
The Bible says we are imitators of God. We imitate God. When we, become more, when we want to be more and more like him, we are actually honouring him. Saying, Lord, I see all these areas where I'm short. Areas where I've got to change. I want to be so much more like you. Very quickly we move on. We honour him through praise and worship. I think praise and worship, there's so much more, I'll quickly say this, that with praise and worship, it cannot just be something we do on a Sunday morning. As awesome, as great that is, it's got to be a lifestyle. Because we could praise him here today, which has been wonderful, and then Monday morning we could be negative and critical and judgmental, and actually we begin to lose what we gained anyway. And so the vital thing is to actually have a lifestyle of praise. That on a continual basis, we are living a life of praise, continually thanking him, continually praising him, continually, continually being grateful for all the blessings he's poured into our lives. So we, we live it as a lifestyle, not just something that we do occasionally. And that honors him, is that right? That honors him. When I'm saying, God, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to develop a lifestyle of praise. I'm going to praise you at all times. I'm going to praise you when things are going great. I'm going to praise you when things aren't going quite so great. I'm going to keep praising you. I make a decision to bless you and to praise you at all times. How many realize that honors God? So we develop a lifestyle of praise that honors him. We also honor him by service. Jesus says that when you serve me, you honor me. When you serve, when you, 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 you make a, a point of your life to serve him, you are, you are honouring him when you serve him. When you serve people, you are honouring him. Amen. You begin to honour him by living a life of service. And you use your resources. The Bible says that we honour Bring your first fruits. Honour the Lord with your what? First fruits. You honour him with your substance. You honour him with your resources. You honour him with your abilities. You honour him with your gifts by using them for him. Amen? So every time I use a gift or a talent God has put in me, I begin to honour him. And here's the last thing. I'll close with this. Time is gone. But I think the next one, I want, I want to turn me to two, 1 Peter 2 verse 12. And I'll close with this. I think we honour him when we value people. I really hate this. I, I kind of hate this. I go into a, a restaurant or I go, I don't know, where people are serving. I hate it when I see customers being rude to people. I really hate that. When they devalue someone serving them, when they try to pull them down and, 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 and really, really just not speak well of them and try and, try and mock, you know, bring them down. I really hate that. You know, and we're called to honour people. Every time we appreciate people, every time we, 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 we honour them, we, 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 we give them a... We, we, we value everything they do. And that's part of what we want to develop as a culture. We want to honour people, respect them, give them value, honour them. Look what it says here in 2 Peter. 1 Peter 2, verse 12. We honour people not from what we get from them, because of what God has done in us, amen, we honour them. We give value. We esteem people. We honour them. We speak well of them. We, we, seek to, we seek to encourage them in every possible way. 1 Peter, 1 Peter 2, verse 12. 
says, having your conduct honourable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. That we see people as valuable. We see people as, as, as people that made in the likeness and the image of God. And we seek it every way possible to respect them on them. John Maxwell once said this, he says, people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Isn't that powerful? And so we just show value. We, the way you honour God is to honour people. Every time you devalue someone, actually you're dishonouring God. How many want to say, Lord, I want to honour people? Begin to look for ways and means to show appreciation. Begin to honour people and value people. And as you do that, you're honouring God. Let's just stand, shall we? Let's just come before him as we just come before him and just close. Let's spend this few moments and say, Lord, today, I want to honour you with every, everything you kind of place into my heart and life. I want to honour you with it. Let me live a life of honour. And here's the amazing thing. As we honour God, you'll be amazed that God begins to honour you in all kinds of ways, all kinds of situations. He begins to pour honour upon you. In different ways, he will honour your life as you honour him. So let's really say, let's really say, Lord, I want to develop this as a lifestyle, this lifestyle of honour. Honouring you through through being hungry for you, honouring you by, by my loyalty, honouring you in all kinds of ways and means. I want to live a life of honour. And God will begin to just work that in your heart. Father, we thank you today. You said, seek first the kingdom. And then all these things will be added to you. And we, we want to today, Lord, make you our priority. We want to value you. Value you. We want to honour you. We want to show honour and reverence to you. Because you are so amazing and you are so awesome and so great. And Lord, you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of glory. You're worthy of everything we can give you today. And say today, Lord, we give you all the honour and all the praise and all the glory that's due your name by living a life of honour for you. So Lord, work and move your word in our hearts today, Lord. Let us be men. Let us be people of honour in your mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information, or to contact us, please visit our website at Delancey.